0: Called Challenge 2.0. The death of a teenager from bone cancer might seem to be an unlikely source of inspiration, but it has led to the establishment of a camp that has lifted the spirits of 35,000 young people and their families, each facing life altering medical conditions. Camp Corey is an inspiring story of compassion, connection, and personal transformation. One that also offers lessons to families that may not be facing medical conditions, but are simply seeking ways to grow together, not apart. So we'd like to welcome two very special guests today to help us tell this story. Matthew Cook, who is the Chief Program Officer of Camp Corey, and Liz Theaker, who is the Director of Development for Camp Corey. Liz and Matthew, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely, Jeff. Well, let's begin by talking about inspiration. The program and the camp are so unique and so important. Uh, let's look at the inspiration. What led to its founding and to the programs that you're doing?
1: Um, the inspiration for Camp Corey uh, and really all of the camps in the Serious Fund network of camps um, that was founded by actor, philanthropist, race car driver, uh, Paul Newman, it, they're, they're all very similar. And it had to do with a level of understanding about compassion. Newman's Own started back in 86 and they decided to give all their money away uh, to charities that were serving uh, mostly kids and sometimes uh, kids with uh, medical issues and so that original inspiration came out of uh, knowing that illness has the effect of isolating and depriving young people of what we consider to be the sort of the normal flow of childhood right and that has lifelong effects. And so Mr. Newman, being a, a sensitive and, and, uh, and carefree and, and pretty uh, mischievous kind of guy, um, his way of expressing that was to, to start a summer camp, the Hole in the Wall Gang camp in 1988, where in his words, he, what he hoped was that kids would have a chance to kick back and raise a little hell. And everybody understands the going to summer camp and raising a little hell kind of thing. But it was really the kickback part that the Hole in the Wall Gang camp Originated and now there are 30 camps around the world serving a pediatric medical population um, and their families. And so the the work of uh, Camp Corey was inspired by the story of the the Rose family and and Corey Rose, who uh, dealt with his own childhood cancer um, and uh, and passed away at the age of 18. Um, and his family, his dad Tim Rose, is the um, is the founding. Uh, person here at Camp Corey, he got involved with uh, the idea of the the camps for serving kids with cancer when he was involved with Newman's Own and, and with the Serious One Network. Um, so that's where it came from, was from his experience of learning about, you know, the, the, the life-changing impact of camp for kids.
0: Matthew, you did an interview uh, with Corey Rose's dad, Tim, uh, talking about just that. And I think we're going to go to just a a short clip of that where we hear him talk about the impact that has had and what led him to take the steps to make this possible. Corey was just a, a great kid. He was loving life. He was always the joker of the family. Just was a, a great young man. And even all through his battle with cancer, he, you know, was worried more about the family and worried more about his friends than he was himself. When he did leave, um, I went and visited a couple hole in the wall camps, and knew right away that I just needed to bring a camp to the Pacific Northwest to help the children and families that went through what uh, my family went through. After seeing Newman's Own and seeing what their beliefs were and that Paul was personally involved with every product, uh, we forged a great relationship. You know, as a parent myself, uh, I know the urge to uh, honor a child that is facing any sort of difficulty is powerful, but as I understand the motivation for Mr. Rose went beyond just his experience with his own son and the loss of his son, but also with that sort of community of uh, friends and acquaintances that they made while Corey was in the hospital. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: A, a very early sort of kernel of inspiration for um, for Camp Corey came from a story that Tim shared with me. That uh, um, when Corey was in the hospital and and he was uh, in a room with another young man uh, who had um, who was going through his own uh, cancer treatment. Um, Tim would come in uh, sometimes take the day off of work or sometimes come in right after work and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he would visit Corey. And he often noticed that the other young man didn't have anybody visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, one night he was there late. He was there about nine o'clock and he said that this, uh, this other dad came in and this other dad had taken three, uh, three buses after work mm-hmm. to make his way to the hospital to visit his son. And he come, hunkered down in a, in a chair and spent the evening with his son uh, and then got up again at 5 a.m. and made his way back to the job site in order to, um, to get back to work. And, and, and the way Tim tells the story, it was a moment of understanding where not everybody has the, um, the understanding of what it is even to have a, a sick child, but also to be dealing with life in general outside of that. Um, Tim said, you know, there's gotta be a way that we can help lift the burden and connect with families and give them an opportunity to connect as families and also to help them support the the growth and the and the development of, of, of their their child who's going through such a hard time, mm-hmm. um, and so that's part of the inspiration why Camp Corey is free of charge to everybody who comes. Um, we don't want to lay any more burdens or any more barriers uh, to families that are already dealing with so much.
0: You know, as I hear you talk, Matthew and. Liz, in full disclosure, you and I have chatted briefly as well. I get the sense that this is more of a mission than it is a job. What drew both of you to take this career path, this uh, direction with your lives?
2: From my own experience, when I first learned about Camp Corey um, and and started working here, um, two things struck me. One was I learned how many children across the Northwest region and even across the U.S. and around the world Um, could really benefit from programs uh, like what Camp Corey offers, uh, providing this opportunity for kids with complex medical conditions to have this safe haven where they can come and they can feel completely supported the entire time they're here. Mm -hmm. But I was also struck by how many of our staff, board members, and volunteers um, either had a personal experience where they were the the parent or or loved one of a child with a complex medical condition, or they themselves were that child at one point. Um, so that's that's something that has really, um, you know, spoken to my heart is to see how many of, of kind of our our staff and our inner circle here, um, and even former campers come back as interns, as employees, as counselors. Um, that that's something that really has um, it, it inspires me every day.
0: Mm-hmm. Matthew, what about you,
1: uh, Jeff? This summer will mark uh, 30 years since I walked on the hole in the wall gang camp as a as a summer camp counselor. Um, it was my first experience going to summer camp. I didn't go to camp as a kid, um, and I never felt more supported to do the the best work that that, as Liz said, just pours out of your heart. Um, it was it, it was a it was 100 fit, and it was 100 percent fit for me because we were meeting uh, kids where they were at, kids who had struggled. And I had done some work uh, with kids who had uh, been part of the state system uh, in Rhode Island, uh, working in group homes with kids who'd been abused and neglected. And, um, and so being around that population and the traumatized sort of in, in that setting, it was uh, when I got to camp, I recognized that camp two is dealing with the trauma, the trauma of a childhood illness. Um, but camp does this in a way where possibility is endless and, and camp is a setting where, um, it's the shortest distance between inspiration and execution. Mm. Um, and, and we end up being able to say, um, imagine the greatest day of your life and now get ready to go live it, you know? And so, uh, it also brought me to a really deep understanding that we're not just, uh, we're not just bringing kids to camp to have a good time. Uh, we're we're doing. There's so much more that happens in this setting that um, that's sort of the the, the byproduct of uh, of what goes on. And so the uh, it's been uh, it's been intellectually incredibly stimulating. It's been uh, it's been a joy. And you know people will say it must be hard to do that work working with kids who are dealing with that kind of stuff. And and the reality is that we have the fun job. We have yeah. the opportunity to create in a safe way, the, the best day you've ever had. And, and it's a joy. Um, the people that I, I look at, that I admire, are the, those medical professionals, nurses and doctors, child life specialists who deal with this every day mm-hmm. in the hospital when it's the treatment that's going on and they're trying to take care of and save a kid's life. And if you really wanna know who the heroes are, it's the parents that we get to, we get to know in this process as well. They're the ones that deserve our, our admiration.
0: That leads into the next question. You know, we uh, certainly have been talking about the youngsters that are coming to the camp, but your reach, your focus is much wider than just the youngsters. And I think that represents a bit of a revelation for you folks and a bit of a pivot. Can you tell us a little bit about that change?
1: In two ways. I think the the first is that when the camp started, it was seen as um, as a a program for, for kids who are dealing with illness. For mm-hmm. sick kids, that are coming to camp, and that was that was a shiny mission and one that made sense to people. Very quickly, what we discovered was that this kind of trauma-informed practice tells you that behind every child um, that's dealing with an illness is a family that's dealing with the crisis um, mm-hmm. of, of of that same illness. And so, um, so very quickly, when Camp Corey got started 16 years ago, the uh, the, the family weekend programs uh, were on the were on the list to to add to the programming. And what you see, Jeff, is is that as the as the child comes to camp and they experience um, the the joy of and the freedom of coming to camp and, and being in this kind of environment, when you bring the family together, it's the same thing. You're yeah. you're bringing parents together who are looking across and seeing other parents that are dealing with the same stuff, and they yeah. are uh, they're inspired and they they don't feel so alone. You know, camp camp really develops a sense of belonging. And, and uh, when you're isolated, you know, we all are, have been dealing with and talking about the challenges of this pandemic and the isolation that it's caused for our families and our kids. Um, the families that we serve have been dealing with this every day for years. And mm-hmm. so to think of, you know, the added layer um, when they come to camp and when we pivoted our program, because we can't have just kids sort of coming to camp as larger groups now um, during the pandemic, uh, we pivoted into full pam- family programming so families could come together and we could keep them safely distanced from one another and do mm-hmm. the activities that we do, show them that good time and, and, and the possibility of, of just play and, and laughter. Um, that, that's been a, a, a wonderful pivot for us. And the outcomes from that have been really, really solid.
0: And it might be beneficial for us to uh, offer a few reactions from some of your campers and I think we have some video right now, and we're going to offer uh, that up to watch and listen to for just a moment. Camp Quarry means lots of things to me. It's a fun camp that makes you believe that you can just do anything that you put your mind to. And I feel brave and strong, and I feel like camp always is there for me, even when I'm not at camp.
2: Christine and I didn't have that growing up. Didn't have something like Camp Corey. So it's really exciting for us to have that for Grace as she emerges and evolves.
1: So well, I was very happy that I got to come here again and see all my friends and see all the counselors. You make friends and you have fun, and I feel happy. Like I can just see myself at Camp Corey. We're not different. We're part of the same thing, and we show pride that we are a part of Camp Corey.
0: As we look at this, obviously there's emphasis on having fun. Serious fun is, I think, part of the motto. Uh, but there's an added benefit that goes beyond having fun. Perhaps both of you could speak to that uh, in what is that added essence that comes into it from bringing these people, these families, the kids together then?
1: the. the- Motto that I run by with at camp is that camp is more than fun, right? Fun is fun is a byproduct of creating a safe and playful, uh, joyful, physical, emotional, social, spiritual environment. And so I think what we're sending our kids to camp to do is. Uh, is to develop as as human beings and to give mm-hmm. them that opportunity to build relationships, to try new things, um, to develop independence and resilience, all the things that as we move across our childhood and we de- we move from dependence to autonomy um, and we internalize a locus of control where we're no longer just a victim of circumstance, but you're an actor on the stage mm-hmm. of your life.
0: As you speak about the people that come in and assist and you Uh, reference the medical professionals and other people. Uh, You have a wide range of volunteers. Liz, I might talk to you a little bit and ask you to uh, give us a little bit of perspective in terms of, is it a hard task to find volunteers or is it a matter of just saying we're pretty full right now? And uh, tell us a little bit about that dynamic with the volunteers.
2: We are incredibly lucky to have a a very supportive um, network of volunteers um, the scope of, of, you know, everything that needs to happen here at camp to, to provide um, this amazing week for our campers and families. Um, you know, it's, we try to break that down into its different components. So, um, you know, we have this incredible network of nurses, doctors, and other medical professionals who are here providing that support for our campers. Um, you know, they're, they're, sometimes the forefront, sometimes in the background, Mm -hmm. um, just in case a camper needs them. Um, But, you know, we we rely on um, medical professionals who specialize in different maybe condition groups Mm -hmm. to come out, Um, for example, mitochondrial uh, disease, people who are experts in that area, uh, sickle cell disease. Um, But they they come to camp and they give a week or a month or, or more of their time, and, um, and we're just incredibly grateful for them. And we're always looking for, for more assistance and more volunteer work. Um, one of the coolest things about Camp Corey is that, you know, if, if a person wants to come out and volunteer for a day, we have a project for them. If they want to, to um, you know, bring their entire company out, we've had groups of 100 to 120 um, people come out and bring their families and do everything from, you know, painting cabins, um, getting rooms ready for campers, plant trees, um, sew wish flags together. Uh, so there, there's so many opportunities for um, for volunteering. There's always a need for more, more people. So we encourage um, anyone who wants to, wants to be part of this movement and be part of what we're doing here at Camp Corey to reach out to us and um, we'll match you with, with a, an opportunity that um, will not only benefit our campers, but Uh, make you feel pretty good uh, about what you're doing
0: in preparing for this program I went onto your website and I watched some of the videos that you've posted and what really struck me uh were the reactions of some of the medical professionals And I think we might just pause a second and just listen to a little bit of a response from I believe one of the physicians that comes out and volunteers
1: I've been coming to Camp Corey for about 12 years now. I am the director of the skeletal health and dysplasia program at Seattle Children's Hospital. The children that I take care of often have very complex medical and physical differences and so when they're out in their regular world they are singly different and when they come to Camp Corey, they are uniformly the same and it gives them an opportunity not to worry about how they're different, or why they're different, but how they can just be kids. One of the things that I think is is such a um, a wonderful byproduct is that it's not only that our kids come to camp and they and they have these wonderful experiences and they grow from those experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's watching our our summer staff, our nineteen to. To twenty-plus-year-old college students who come out to work here, it's our volunteers who show up from,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, from uh, from again from nineteen to uh, seventy-five years old. People coming out to to give their time. It's our medical professionals who come out and and they what they experience and what they get to see is um, their their normal view of a kid is that medical model. They're in the clinic, they're in the hospital, right. When they come out here. Kids are running around and, and joyful. They're dealing with the same challenges, but they're laughing and playing. And and for the me- for our medical volunteers to be able to experience that is, I know it's it's life changing and, and affirming for them as well.
0: I think there's no question from what you've told us so far that there is an emotional burden that these families are dealing with, and that you're helping them move through that. Uh, but there's also the financial aspect. Can you tell us a little bit about? how Camp Corey, how you folks address that reality. And I know, Liz, that strikes at the core of what you do there. Maybe you can tell us about that aspect.
2: Absolutely, Jeff. We are committed to making sure that camp is 100% free for every family and every child that needs it. Um, And that means uh, a a concentrated, uh, nonstop, year-round fundraising effort. That ranges from You know, everything from people making individual donations, um, maybe a monthly contribution, um, in-kind donations. We have a wonderful partnership with Hasbro. They donate games and toys. But then we also have, you know, folks in the community who are um, donating whatever they can to Mm -hmm. um, make, you know, a week or, or even a weekend for a family that much more special. Um, We have events throughout the year, fundraising events that we welcome people to attend. Um, They can sometimes uh, uh, participate in an auction and buy some items or a package that, again, all the proceeds help uh, keep camp free for everyone. Um, We have sponsors who sponsor everything from our Grow Auction in the fall to our Corey Classic Golf Tournament um, in in June. Uh, We have a new, we are, um, participating in the New York City Marathon. So if someone wants to run to support Camp Corey, um, uh, we have bibs available, they can contact us. Um, the people get really creative with the way that they choose to support camp mm-hmm. and, and be a part of this effort. Um, you know, every, everything from someone going on social media and making a birthday fundraiser, mm-hmm. um, to our, we have a local Eagles club that has a golf tournament every year and they donate the proceeds to camp, um, we had a local church. Just their youth group decided to raise money for Camp Corey and um, and donated those funds. So there there's endless ways to to support and and contribute. Um, and again, you know, we we just encourage people to reach out, um, come tour, find out more about camp, uh, see what we do here, and and find out ways that they can get involved.
0: As I listen to both of you talk, it strikes me that. You have a very definite mission in terms of families, children that are dealing with life-altering medical conditions, but there are those families that face perhaps a, uh, an isolated incident or are just dealing with the issues of coming together after some difficulty in their family experience. And I guess, Matthew, I'd ask you, what lessons do you think this holds out that might be an example Helping other families that are dealing with things other than medical emergencies, uh, what might they learn from uh, your experience and what you provide?
1: The generalized opportunity of uh, of the lessons from all of our camps over the last thirty plus years. Um, what it really comes down to is that it is it's becoming part of a community. It's mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's defeating the feeling of isolation and and you know trauma. Um, is derived out of unpredictable and you know life-altering events um, mm-hmm. or, or circumstances, um, and 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 when you when you get to share that with other people and you can build community and a sense of belonging uh, around those things, um, it really has an impact. You know, I've had families uh, come to me, Jeff, and say that you know it's uh, that in order to join this community. Um, you have to have a child with a, with a life-altering medical condition, and and, and that's hard. However, um, the path that they have been on and the belonging and the connections and the healing and the really the enrichment of their family, they wouldn't change a thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I've had kids tell me, uh, I'm glad that I got cancer so I could come to this camp.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm glad that I have sickle cell disease so I can come to this camp. And you sh- it just leaves you scratching your head. But But what it says is, belonging is really what we long for. And so building belonging between the the kids and the families that that come to camp, regardless of the challenges that you're facing, really is the heart of what we're trying to do.
0: So perhaps part of the lesson for others that might not qualify for the camp uh, by virtue of illness is that uh, reach out, look for others that maybe are encountering the same experience that you are. And on the other hand, if you see somebody that's encountering an experience like that, reach out to them and create a connection. I guess I might ask that for anybody that's watching the television version of this or listening in the podcast version uh, that says, gee, this sounds wonderful, which it is, what can I do to help? What would you tell them?
2: Jeff, one of our most pressing needs right now is um, capital and infrastructure, right? We already at the end of January for 2022, we have some sessions this year that are already full and we have families on waiting lists. Mm-hmm. We want to serve as many families as we can. And um, in order to do that, we, are, we've, we have an ambitious uh, capital expansion that's happening right now. We just built um, a 14,000 square foot indoor recreational center. Mm-hmm. We are uh, uh, putting uh, the first three of our 10 new cabins on site. And, um, you know, there's, we, are, we expanded our dining hall, but we have so much more that we want to do. And that, that's a wonderful way that people can get involved is um, help us with that effort.
0: Well, I think people throughout uh, Western Washington and beyond are counting on you to be there for a long time. Uh, I would thank you both so much, not only for being a part of this program, but for all that you do. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Jeff. Thank really you, Jeff. We appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely.
0: And for all of you watching, uh, we thank you for joining us this week and hope you'll join us again next week for the next edition of Challenge 2.0. Thank you very much. If you've enjoyed this program, found our conversations to be informative, entertaining, and thought-provoking, and the vision inspiring of people from different backgrounds who can disagree without being disagreeable. Perhaps you might consider supporting our program with a contribution. Your support will not only help our program continue, it will also support the broader efforts of Past to Understanding, our supporting parent nonprofit organization.